0: CovCast is a Kofs FM podcast aimed at assisting you to achieve academic success, brought to you by the University of the Free State Student Affairs and the Center for Teaching and Learning, and today presented by the Department of Nutrition and Dietetics. This forms part of the Eat and Succeed series, and we're talking to Rizal Kutser, about supplementation. Rizal, thank you for joining us. Let's start off. Do we really need supplements?
1: Well, firstly, I'd like to quote Brian Hollisfield, who said, Proper nutrition is the key to unlock your body's potential. Now, a lot of people are using supplements and um, the name is exactly what it tells you. It's a pill or powder that supplements or top up your diet when your diet is lacking. So this means that um, the supplements is only actually necessary if your diet is insufficient. Now, this could mean if you are somebody that diets or you are maybe a vegetarian and you exclude um, food groups, maybe dairy or meat or whatever it may be, then you might need a supplement, for instance uh, vegetarians. We all know they don't eat meat or dairy or eggs. So, for example, if they exclude dairy, then they obviously exclude milk and yogurts and stuff like that from their diet. Now, this could increase their risk for becoming calcium deficient. Now, if you're calcium deficient, it means uh, your bones weaken, and if your bones weaken, it means it increases your risk for getting bone fractures. So in an instance like this, we would recommend a calcium supplement. Why should a person choose food over supplements then? Food has so many many more benefits than uh, supplements. For instance, um, food uh, provides protein, fiber, and energy, whereas your supplement would only Uh, provide that concentrated or that specific nutrient that you choose. Also, a supplement is very concentrated in the specific nutrient that you choose, for instance, calcium. Calcium would be very high in calcium, obviously. So this means it increases your risk for overdosing and exceeding the upper limit. Now, the upper limit is the maximum nutrient intake by a person that is unlikely to cause you any side effects. So, if the UL is exceeded, it could lead to toxicity, which could have an adverse health effect on a person. For example, if we look at calcium again, possible side effects of calcium overconsumption could be constipation and bloating. But overconsuming calcium supplements could also interfere with the absorption of other nutrients, such as magnesium, phosphorus, and zinc. This then in turn increases the risk of developing deficiencies for one of these nutrients. Then foods are also better absorbed and digested by the body compared to a supplement which means it is more bioavailable. And then lastly, um, supplements are also very expensive whereas getting nutrients into the body through a variety of foods such as meat, fish, chicken, meat replacement, vegetables and fruit uh, is more affordable. Rizzo,
0: who can benefit from taking supplements?
1: Okay, I would just like to emphasize again that it is very important to ensure that an adequate diet is in place before even considering using a supplement. The people are usually most at risk for developing a nutrient deficiency are firstly uh, vegetarians or vegans. The protein intake can become a problem if the diet is not made up of a variety of plant proteins. With little to no animal protein, like we said the meat and fish and eggs and dairy, um, if uh, little to no animal protein is consumed, vitamin B12 in plant foods become necessary. So if they have a low intake of uh, vitamin B12 containing plant foods or vitamin B12 enriched cereals, it can result in a B12, vitamin B12 deficiency. So in this instance, we will recommend a B12 supplement. Then also uh, athletes on restrictive diets. Um, for example, some, some females believe that dairy products are bad for you and have the ability to make you gain weight. This obviously results then into in a lower intake of these uh, dairy products, which could lead to calcium deficiency. And then, like we said previously, Uh, This increases the risk for weakened bones, and then increases the risk for um, bone fractures. What
0: are the precautionary measures that people need to consider when taking supplements?
1: Like I said, there are a few, so more is not always better. It is not advisable to supplement vitamins and minerals without consulting a doctor or dietitian. So, um, if a person feels like their diet is not adequate, They should rather drink a multivitamin mineral supplement instead of supplementing single supplements, for example, single calcium, single iron, uh, supplements like that. So one should never drink more than the recommendation stated on the bottle, as that increases your risk for toxicity. Thirdly, selecting the appropriate supplement form is also very crucial. An example would be, again, calcium. When buying a calcium supplement, it is important to remember that calcium citrate is recommended instead of calcium carbonate. The reason being that calcium citrate is more soluble than calcium carbonate. So when you go to the store, this information would be on the front of the bottle or at the back on the information label. So, when taking magnesium supplements, it is also important to remember that magnesium and calcium compete for the same carrier. So this means that when you take your magnesium and calcium pulled together, only a small amount of the magnesium will be absorbed. So thus it's better to take say, your calcium in the morning and your magnesium at night. Then same goes for iron. Iron may also sometimes interfere with the absorption of calcium. So take the one supplement in the morning and the one in the evening.
0: What are the possible side effects of vitamin or mineral toxicity?
1: So high intake of calcium supplements, for example, can cause uh, calcium to accumulate in the soft tissue. Now, your soft tissue, for example, could be the kidneys. So the term we use is calcification. So once your kidney becomes calcified, it causes dysfunction of the kidney. So this means your kidney is unable to complete the necessary tasks in the body, and it can also interfere with other important uh, minerals such as iron, zinc, magnesium, and phosphorus. This then leads again to uh, deficiency of these minerals. Copper, zinc, and magnesium all compete for the same carriers, which means they will affect each other's absorption. So taking more than the recommended dosage can cause nausea and vomiting, stomach pain, diarrhea and fever. And then the last one is zinc toxicity may uh, cause people to experience a metallic taste in their mouth.
0: Now, someone told me that men should not supplement iron without
1: other prescription. Why is that? Yes, um, so unlike women, Men don't menstruate every month. So when women menstruate, they lose iron. The male body doesn't have a way to get rid of this excess iron. So if men then on top of that take an iron supplement, it increases the iron levels in the body, which could lead to toxicity. So when the body has uh, high levels of iron, iron becomes a pro-oxidant, which leads to oxidative stress. Now high levels of iron in the body stimulate growth of bacteria and viruses and it also increases the risk of infections in some individuals. So that's why it's better if you are a male to take a multivitamin mineral supplement and then you check at the back and it should have a low iron content and then also stick to the recommended dosage instead of supplementing iron by itself. So this will ensure that it doesn't lead to iron toxicity.
0: Result. what are the most important points to remember when taking supplements?
1: So for the best iron absorption, always ensure you consume foods that are high in vitamin C. For example, citrus fruits, cabbage, broccoli, tomatoes, etc. As vitamin C increases the absorption of iron. Then also foods containing oxalic acid. So this is found in raw spinach and chocolate. Tannins in coffee and tea as well as calcium carbonate supplements. They all interfere and lower the absorption of iron. So thus uh, it should rather be taken an hour before or after the consumption of food and not together with a meal. Then if you do enjoy coffee or tea, rooibos tea is an acceptable substitute for coffee or black tea as robust tea doesn't contain any tannins and therefore will not interfere with iron absorption.
0: Roselle, lastly to recap, what are the most important things we need to remember about supplements?
1: Okay, so from this whole uh, radio talk there's three things that should really stand out. The first being don't use single supplements unless the doctor prescribes it. The second, don't replace food with supplements. So if your diet is inadequate, rather stick to a single multivitamin mineral supplement instead of single vitamin mineral supplementation. And then all this information set uh, today can be found on, uh, on Blackboard under the Student Success Portal tab under Eat and Succeed.
0: Thank you so much. That was Ruzel Akutze talking about supplementation, and that is part of our Eat and Succeed series. CovCast is a Kofi FM podcast aimed at assisting you to, to achieve academic success, brought to you by the University of the Free State Student Affairs and the Center for Teaching and Learning, and today presented by the UFS Department of Nutrition and Dietetics.